Hello and welcome to High Jinx, the place where we overpromise and underdeliver. I'm Joe, one of two people involved in this particular show. Joined today by Noah. Noah, the lions, they climbed the mountain, they slayed the beast, they're standing up with their arms out and their grin spread. They have achieved the unfathomable. They won an NFL football game. They beat someone, the Vikings. Who cares who it was? In a year uh, on the dot, I think. 364 days. You can't yes. keep them down for a whole calendar year. No chance. They climbed that mountain. How do you think they celebrated? What, do you, what is your favorite way to celebrate a big victory? Definitely got to be bubbles. Got to be sparkling wine. I would say champagne, but being the connoisseur that I am, it doesn't have to be champagne. It can be California bubbles. If you don't know what I'm talking about, do yourself a favor and Google champagne. Bubbles for sure. Uh, I just saw one of those guys on social media that tries to open the bottle with a, a big knife or a sword or something and sabering tries this has a name yeah you saber the bottle it's like sabering you well, slide it right on that when they seam. they fuck up and uh, destroy the bottle myself uh success destroyed the bottle in this case no no you don't destroy the bottle you just whoosh, clean break and then you can yeah i saw destroyed yeah. the bottle Ooh, rough like probably on a nice nice champagne yeah yeah, so I would say Amateur don't hour. do that, but apparently Joe's no, don't expert, do that. Officially, so maybe he'll 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 teach a class on so, it. So, so when you say bubbles, you're talking champagne. I was picturing like a bubble party. You're like, I want bubbles in there. Like some people, well, I didn't lose. I'm talking all kinds of bubbles. I'm talking <laughs> okay, bubble theme. Okay, <laughs> bubble theme. I'm talking like the the bubble machines that blow big bubbles. I'm That's what I was hoping you were talking about. A yeah. bubble bath. So we're all in the bath, bubble bath with the the sparkling wine, pouring it. That's how I. I mean, the one time that I won something significantly, that's how I celebrated. <laughs> okay the, you rented a bubble machine or you just brought it out from the garage one or the other you don't have to tell us well i've got it all set up and just waiting for the right moment to use it uh that's a good answer that's a more fun answer honestly how do i like celebrate with like primal screams like if, if i win something i just want to yell happy yelling yelling you know in a in a relationship is almost never a good sign if you're yelling like something has gone wrong you're off the tracks the train has left the tracks it's veering to the left or to the right so yelling is like a clear sign something's going wrong but then i'm talking like a happy yell like a primal yell like oh yeah like i just that like uh, eagles won the super bowl one of the best moments of my entire life i just yelled for like minutes i just like just a cathartic expression of self uh and that's you know big victories that's what i want to do that was the third time i went to jail <laughs> right before that actually all right let's find out where is our mind Urban Meyer is on my mind, as usual, for his terribleness, his absolutely astoundingly unfit for an NFL head coachness. He's the new Jason Garrett. I, I think we should all recognize this comparison. He's the new clapper. He gets excited. They get a first down, and the announcer's like, oh, Urban Meyer's really getting into this. Look at this. He's getting excited. He, he jumps up and down. He claps, and, and then he, he acts completely clueless about anything that's going on with his team. Like, why do they suck? Why are they playing their running back who's banged up with three minutes left out of nowhere? Like, why does their offense look like a freaking JV squad, even though they have the number one QB in the last several years? They are terrible. Urban Meyer is like a, a bad joke that's not funny. He's like one of those April Fool's jokes that your buddy tells you like, hey, man, the restaurant called and uh, you don't need to come in tonight. 
they gave you the night off. You're like, oh, fucking sweet. Let's hang out. And then, so you don't go in. And then you show up the next day and they're like, you're fired. You're like, why? You're like, you didn't come into work yesterday. Like, My buddy told me I had the night off. And they're like, no, you didn't. Now you're fired. So then you do get fired. Urban Meyer is like that guy that you're rooming with for those reasons that you have to move out immediately after it happens. Did you get fired from a restaurant? It's, it's not necessarily a personal story, but um, <laughs> I have been fired from restaurants. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> not necessarily I. for that exact reason. You haven't lived if you haven't been fired from a restaurant. That's what I you think. haven't been in that restaurant game for long enough at, at that point. No, moment. you haven't gotten quite. Is there anyone that's enough. only worked for one restaurant their entire life? They're like, uh, uh, no, it's like I've, I've stayed with the same restaurant my entire life. Like that <laughs> never, ever. Only ever. Colonel Sanders. Uh, I hope I'm retired from the restaurant industry, right? I remember like- uh, Oh, I'm 100% my, retired. Yeah, yeah. I remember la- my la- last restaurant job was like, please let this be the last yep. one. I've had a, a couple of of uh, false starts, you might say, on escaping uh, that world. But <laughs> We all have. That's what I'm saying. But, uh, That's why I say I hope, because you're just like, I don't know. I mean, things get really ugly and then you just have to. But no, I, I'm with you. No, no, no. Uh, no I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm declaring it. It's over. <laughs> Hi, Jinx. We are combined yep. in this particular thing. No more no restaurants. We're breaking jobs. in from these sponsors. Never have to work again. So yeah, let's think about Trevor Lawrence here, right? So it, I was watching this game, Trevor Lawrence and Matthew Stafford. I actually was pretty entertained this, this whole game. And Trevor Lawrence, could he be the new Matthew Stafford, right? So I got Urban Myers, the new Jason Garrett, the new Clapper. What if Trevor Lawrence is a new Matthew Stafford? They both start out two and nine in their careers. They're both kind of on these defunct franchises, that are, are hapless and don't ever seem to get anything truly going for a sustained period of time. Like, do you think Trevor Lawrence could be the next Matthew Stafford? And, and if you were a Jaguars fan, like, would that be a good thing? Would you be happy with that outcome? No, I don't think you want to think about that if you're a fan, because that implies that he never really wins anything. And that, that, that can't be a good feeling as a fan. I mean, cause if he's winning and as talented as, as, Matt Stafford has proven to be, then you would make another comparison, right? There's like that comparison has to specifically have to do with talented quarterback, shitty team. And so as a fan, you don't ever want to say, Oh, our team's probably going to be terrible forever, but I agree. He definitely could go down that path. He looks, you know, to play the part, but it's really hard to tell. Like you said, the offense is so bad and on paper, they do have some weapons. James Robinson's a good running back. I mean, they've had some injuries, but who hasn't? You know, they've, they've got a few receivers that seem to be talented. So I, I don't know what's going on. It, it, Marvin it Jones has played with both quarterbacks. <laughs> and he's always transiting good. property is uh, Marvin Jones. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's he's done. I don't know how he's made it this long. But, yeah, I, I, I hope for Trevor Lawrence's career that he gets a coach in there that can actually do something. It's an apt comparison, I think, between Lawrence and Stafford because, like, I think you'd have to be kind of happy if he has a Matthew Stafford level of playing career. Like, if he's that good as a quarterback, I, I think it's a very realistic outcome. They're both number one picks. You know, I, I mean, it could happen. Having said that, it never really translated to sustained team success for Stafford and the Lions. And that's kind of how I see it happening for Lawrence and the Jaguars. Like, he looks pretty good to me. He, he looks athletic. I, I don't think he's up to the task. Um, it's not like he's looking slow or the arm looks weak or anything like this. Like Lawrence looks pretty good, but the offense is just completely terrible. They're not even fun. Like most offenses, most teams, when they're terrible, at least the offense racks up some garbage points. And that's the other <laughs> like, thing I was thinking. If at least the fourth be... quarter is interesting with them. They're like, 
hand off to Carlos Hyde for three yards. Like, like you're down by 30 points. Yeah, that's the other thing. If if he's going to even get to the level of a Stafford comparison, then he has to at least have an offense that lets him throw the ball a lot. That that was really probably what saved Stafford's career in a way is he got to go out there and throw it 40 times a game and show what he could do despite the team being bad. It's like if Stafford had been in an offense where he only threw it 20 times a game, you know, people would probably not think as highly of him. And I can't imagine the Rams would have been as excited to go get him. So yeah, hopefully at some point they freed Lawrence and let him do his thing. They were down. They lost 37 to seven. How many passing yards do you think Lawrence had last week? 147. 145. Pretty good. Guess. Oh shit. That was <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Guess. Really low. Yeah. That was a good guess. But check these out. Last five games, 118 yards, 162 yards. These are passing stats, 158 Ooh. yards, 228, 145. I mean, this is ugly, ugly, ugly. Like, what are they doing? How can you be losing all these games and not even pass for 200 yards? This makes no sense. They got to go. Baker right, we're talking Mayfield's about the Rams. game log looks very similar. So who's game log? Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. He's That's the like $30 million yards. question. Like, are they going to pay $30 million for Case Keenum level production? Ugh, no. God, no. Baker Mayfield knew Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez knew Case Keenum. Shit, that's a good comparison. All right, tell us about the Rams here. The Rams are very good. <laughs> no, they're they're okay. <laughs> yeah, so finest analysis in the field, folks. <laughs> the this is a couple of weeks old, and it really slipped under the radar. So you got to wonder who. Didn't want this to get out, but mm-hmm. what what media what media corporations do they own? Yeah, exactly. They agreed agreed to pay, which I almost typed they paid, but after no, reading the article a little those, bit, those are different. They're not paying, but they've agreed in a settlement to pay, and this is a lawsuit that was filed several years ago by the city of St. Louis because they alleged and. You know, I guess the Rams did not agree or did not admit any guilt, but they've settled this uh, disagreement that they broke the rules of relocation, that the NFL broke its own rules when they moved. (laughs) How do you break your own rules? You're like, "Uh, I don't do I don't allow myself to do that. It's like I'm intermittent fasting and I eat at uh, 1230 instead of two. I'm like, I broke my own rule. It's classic. What is that? How do you break your own rule? That makes no sense. Classic NFL dumbness yeah so buffoonery think about this how much money that is 790 million dollars they've agreed in the settlement how guilty do you have to be to agree to that settlement i mean a settlement by nature says i don't want to go maybe i don't want to go to trial because i'm not going to say we're guilty but i'm just saying it's not worth it to go to trial so let's pick a smaller number and settle they 790 million i mean i haven't looked at the numbers recently but the franchise like total value for these teams is like a couple billion, one billion, maybe this is three quarter over three quarters mm-hmm. of a billion. Yeah. At least a billion. Yeah. Right. But you see what I'm saying? Like, this is just a one-time settlement. Like this isn't like, this is supposed to be just a line item and it's, you know, 40% of the net worth of the team. It's crazy. <laughs> so um, anyway, it was in the wall street journal. They, where I saw so that. they probably knew that they were, going to get sued and that they were breaking this rule and they were like, no, we're going to make so much money in LA. We're doing it anyway. 
it must be. Yeah. So we'll see over time, but uh, here's the, the, the really shocking part. That so who totally... actually gets that money? Who actually gets this 790 million, the people or like, the you city. know what I'm saying? Like who, whose pockets is this going into? Well, I, I am like, assumption and understanding is it would be treated like tax money that the city mm. gets the money and then how it's spent, you know, who knows, who knows how okay. any of that stuff works. Um, but the owners shockingly are disagreeing over their obligation to pay for it. So I guess the way the rules are written or something, all of the owners are liable for this and the other owners are like, uh-uh, because they like had to approve it 25 mil each or something they had to approve it right so i think that's why they're all um in on this is they voted to approve the relocation and so they're technically all liable and they're all like uh-uh that's your problem rams you pay it all and the rams are like no uh fuck that you all voted for this like, so now they're all just benefiting bicker. from us being in la that's what they're saying yes exactly so now of uh, course just rich people being jerks you know, like, oh, not, I not can't afford story. it. Oh, I'm gonna... I think the money, though, should go to like the season ticket holders. <laughs> or if you can show proof that you like have a yeah, jersey, lost you, you get a piece. Yeah. Like, come on. Let's, yeah, who knows? Know. Well, I don't think they'll ever get the money is the unfortunate fact, because the owners will figure out some way to keep it in the courts for the next 50 years and nothing will ever happen. All right. Well, forget them. We're staying in the NFC West. I want to talk about the Cardinals a little bit. Looking mighty dangerous. Kyler's back. DeAndre's back. We're on first first name basis with these guys, right? Kyler, DeAndre, mm-hmm. our buddies, our friends. I, I love the Cardinals. They're fun to root for. Jerseys look good. What works well on TV. I always seem to gravitate to watching them at that 325 spot. They're, they're looking dangerous. And the NFC at the top, you've got Tampa Bay, you got Green Bay, and you got Arizona. Only one buy to go around for these teams. I think you got three teams that are worthy of a buy this year. Yeah. They, they do look good. I've been on them all year, so I'm, I'm feeling quite vindicated, validated, all the cadence. Uh, they've already won 10 games. I took them over nine and a half, so I already got paid out on that. Ooh, and they've got five early futures left. payout. Come on. That said, did you see uh, – oh, shit. I was about to talk about Kenyon Drake. Then I realized he's not on the Cardinals anymore. Wasn't he on the Cardinals last he year? He was at one point. Yeah, you can make the connection. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the obvious segue here is Kenyon Drake. Did you see that tackle and that injury? Yeah, that was like some Roy Williams on T.O. kind of BS. Well, that was a horse collar. That's where that rule came from. This is a different style. And if I'm remembering right, this is what happened to Dak. And it's been happening a lot. It's where they're coming in from the side or from some angle that's not head on. And instead of hitting them with their shoulder and driving through them like you're taught to do when you tackle, they grab on and let their weight continue going. And then their legs whip around under the other guy's legs and pull him down backwards and kind of twist him. And it's a legal tackle currently. And Kenyon Drake posted on Twitter, a long, really well-written thing saying I'm now out for the season. This is the second time I've been injured in this type of tackle. It's not just me. NFL has to do something about this. So take a look at it when you have a chance. It's it's totally a dangerous play, just as dangerous as horse collar, but because they're not technically grabbing right below the helmet, you know, in the, in the back on the shoulder pad, then it's legal and they, it's got to change. It's like a whip. It's like a whipping type action that just twists the, the body and the legs and then pins, you know, they get their, their yeah, leg. Yeah, if that leg pinned. is on the ground, it's stuck. Yeah, then the cleat gets yeah. stuck or whatever. Yeah, it's terrible. And I like that. I mean, I really hope they change 
this rule. And I like that Kenya Drake's going to social media. It shows just how media is so different now. Social right. media levels the playing field, gives everyone a voice, potential at least, not levels the playing field, but makes it more level. And it gives everyone a potential voice. And he doesn't have to like go through the team interpreter and the team's like, well, we don't want to ruffle any feathers with the league office. He's just like, mm-hmm. no, this is the second year in a row. I've gotten injured like this. Like, this is my career here. This is my rehab. This is my summer. You know, this is everything. Right. And, uh, you know, so I, I just like that players using social media to achieve a, a good like this, hopefully a good rule change. Yep. All right. So a couple of surprises in the winning streak category in the NFL the Washington football team and the Miami Dolphins are obviously playoff teams as we all saw coming, which is more surprising the, the four games that Washington's won in a row now, or the Dolphins one upping them with five, both surprising Washington, four straight Miami, five straight. I'm going to go Miami here though, because they looked dead in the water at one and seven. I mean, I, I was like counting them out completely, thinking they might go three and 13, three and 14, you know, total disaster season. And Tua comes at, Jacoby Brissett gets injured on Thursday night football. Tua comes in like halfway through the game. He wasn't supposed to play because he was injured, has his best game of his career. And now they're on some crazy winning streak. Um, so it's, it's a bigger surprise though, because I just thought they were so dead in the water. Washington, the thing that's surprising about them is that their defense is terrible. Their, their offense is like middle of the pack, but their defense is really bad. People came in the season expecting the defense to be amazing. I know they've had injuries with Chase Young and everything else, but th- that's what's surprising to me is that they're getting this done despite the defense being pretty terrible. Yeah, and Antonio Gibson seems to either be healthy now or the crack in his shin isn't getting worse, which seems really odd because a few weeks ago, with we no rest. About, yeah. Yeah. How they were overusing him and he seems to be getting stronger now. So maybe he got a hold of some of that Tom Brady stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's using uh he's flying out to space in between games and mm-hmm. breathing in the lunar energy and the lunar air. He's like, Oh, amazing. This is the, like the greatest cold therapy of all time. People do cryo. They should go to outer space. if They really want to heal. I'm going to play till I'm 40. And we got to mention the bills. Currently a seven seed hanging on, hanging on by a thread. Did you watch that game on Monday with the Patriots and the Bills? A little bit. It was painful. It was not. A, I mean, it was kind of a fun watch, but I wish the weather was worse. The wind was terrible, mm-hmm. but wind being terrible is like only fun on kicks uh, that, that go back in your face or like terrible punts. It's not that fun uh, watching a running back in the wind. Right. This, mm-hmm. this doesn't really add anything. Like if it was snowing, I, you know, would have been really cool. Uh, but I mean, you know, I hate Belichick, but I think he had the right idea. You know, they just crushed on the ground. I was yelling, how could the bills not stop the run? They know it's right. coming. It, it made, I was like, just put everyone on the line and stop the run. <laughs> They're and not getting like nine yards. It was driving me freaking crazy. Uh, so I don't, you know, but Patriots look really good. I think they're up there with the chiefs for the AFC that, that, you know, I doubt that'll be the AFC championship match, but those probably the two favorites for that specific position. And you, but I know you had some bills bets early in the season. You're, you're a backer believer. What are you thinking here? Currently the seven seed, which apparently gets you into the playoffs now. Seven and five, seven and five. So not, not terrible. Not terrible, but man, no one, no one was saying they may not make the playoffs. 
right? You, you could say the over under was 12, right? So yeah, they're underachieving. No one really seems to have an explanation, just not, not playing up to their standard, but yeah, I don't feel good about them at all. They still have a good point differential. They're plus 140, even though they're only seven and five, you know, the chargers are seven and five and they're minus one on their point differential. So when the bills are on, they're still on, but they've just had these close losses. Haven't looked good. I mean, would you rather have the Colts would, you know, if you had to pick the Colts or the bills in a, like a, a playoff match, who do you, who are you going with there? Probably the home team. Yeah, probably. I mean, the, the Colts have been kind of better, but I, I like, I want to say the bills, but just rationally, the, the Colts have been better. I mean, I think my heart, my gut is telling me the bills, but that's yep. probably just going off my priors, my, my anchor that I thought the bills were going to be great. Right. All right, let's get to the unnecessary bets of these bets are so unnecessary. Everybody go and grab your day. No, I have good news. We went six for six last week in our unnecessary bets. Six for six. Straight flush, royal flush. I also hit a three-team parlay a couple weeks ago. And bonus pick, you had the Vikings as the team that the Lions would beat. The Lions' first win is the Vikings, 11-1 to a few weeks ago. So you know what that means. Time to start keeping track of our record. So for the season, since we've been keeping track, we're both 3-0 and on best bets. <laughs> and uh, one for three on parlays. Yeah, now's the time. Uh, the other thing it means is your boy is $22 richer because oh, I put the two big ones on that 11-1. Oh, to one, so, Ooh, uh, you might want to... You might want to double that down, you know, for uh, some uh, extra extra bottle of Jim Beam or something. What are you What are you thinking there? No, it's already spent, man. I upgraded. I got a little bit better beer. <laughs> you, and, um, you before it even like cashed your account, you're like, "Yep, I'm it's getting gone." But but hey, man, when you're at this when you're on this kind of roll, you can just blow money like that. Yeah, because you know it's going to keep coming in. That's the one thing about gambling is like exactly. once you hit on a streak like that, like it, we figured it out. You stay hot. For we figured out the maybe. algorithm. We're never going to miss another one. Just like the Lions are never going to lose again. So let's get to the line. They're my first best bet. Lions plus eight at Broncos. How are the Broncos favored by eight? And did, was no one paying attention? The Lions just won a game last week. Signed Jared Goff to an extension. Give Campbell a new five-year contract. Like they, they're, they should be – this is our foundation. They should totally believe. They got the momentum going now. Lions fever. I'm going to ride that winning streak momentum. Give me plus eight at the Broncos. The Lions start getting a roll here. One more win. The fans are going to get nervous that they're not going to get the number one pick, which would be the most Lions thing ever. So I think they're going two straight here. They're going to be two, 10 and one after this week. Yeah, so maybe that's a money winning, line bet, but at least give me the plus eight. If they end up winning four games or something and getting like the fourth pick, <laughs> man, what a bummer. <laughs> that's totally them. But Hey, it's Dan Campbell's fighting Lions, So, you know, they're going to keep playing hard. Give me the Tennessee Titans minus eight and a half at home versus the Jaguars. Surprisingly, Tennessee's still been pretty good without Derrick Henry. Obviously, they would prefer to have him, but what we've said about the Jags is still true. It's still Urban Meyer. They still look lost for the most part. They're on the road. I think this is one that it sounds like a lot, eight and a half. And then you start to think about what the scores are. And it's like, yeah, they're definitely going to win by 10. 
20 to 10, At 30 to yeah. 30 to 17. The Jags are not the Lions. Like the Lions kept coming close to winning. Right. And you're like, it's going to happen. Right. And then they would blow it like sometimes their own demise. I'm not saying they're a victim of circumstance by any means. The Lions made bad decisions, bad plays, but they were close. They're in these games. The Jaguars are not in these games. So, all right. So, you know, I'm in on that one. Okay. Give yep. me, give me Tampa Bay versus the Bills. At home, Tampa Bay at home versus the Bills. You're thinking, what is the line? What is the line? Three and a half right now. You got the kicker. Would rather it was three. But I do think the Bucks are just better than the Bills. The Bills probably still have wind in their hair from last week. I mean, that's going to take a few weeks to get out. That game, like, set kind of offensive philosophy and football back uh, a few years. So Tampa Bay's been awesome at home. I just think they'll pull it out. I could, I could definitely see it being, like, uh, 31-27. 27 23 something like that so give me the bucks minus three and a half at home versus the bills yeah i saw that when i was tempted but i just am scared to bet on bills games either way because like you said they're one of these teams that when they show up they really show up you just don't know what you're going to get so yeah i don't want to touch anything bills related it'll be interesting short week will they respond even though they have a short week you know if they have a long week you think they'd have time to get it together. So it's good I'm to go in the AFC with the chiefs, your other potential AFC championship contender minus nine and a half at home versus the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are very good with the, the they problems they've had and the chiefs once again, seem to be getting it together. Although we've made that call like three times this season, I think, but they do seem to be onto something. They're at home. Again, one of those, that sounds like nine and a half might be a lot, but not really. Chiefs have won five straight Raiders have not <laughs> won five straight. So mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of like the weirdest plot twist of the NFL season to me is how the chiefs are a defensive first team. They're like a running and defensive team right now. It's really strange. All right, we're going Monday Night Football, Rams at Cardinals. Uh, fun game. Way to go, Monday Night Football. The yep. spread is minus three, Cardinals minus three at home. But give me the under on the point total, 51 and a half, second highest point total of the week other than the Bucks bills game. 51 and a half is a lot. I'm not seeing it. These two defenses are good. You got a divisional matchup. The Rams defense is pretty good and the cardinals defense has been elite this year so i i like the under here but uh i hope i'm wrong because i want to see some fireworks but i think the smart bet is the under i'm going the opposite direction kind of what you were saying but the other way in that the texans at home versus the seahawks i think the odds makers <laughs> looked at this and said wow these offenses are so bad the over-under is 41 and a half i look at this and say these defenses are horrible. I could see this going way over. Both these teams scored, uh, or, or I'm sorry, the Texans had over 30 or right at 30 scored against them last week, and the Seahawks scored 30 in there. So I don't see the, the Texans giving much resistance to the Seahawks, and and we all know the, the Seahawks defense has not been good, especially on the road. So I, I think this one's going way over. I'm digging this contrarian vibe. We, <laughs> we have like a bizarro over underworlds here, like the, the one you think is going to be a shootout. I'm saying won't be in the one that right. we think won't be. You're saying will be. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's get to our theme parlays where we make the real lettuce in this place. Uh, I'm going with the jungle cats parlay. Give me the Panthers 
minus two and a half at the Falcons versus the Falcons, the Lions plus eight at the Broncos and the Bengals plus one Panthers, Lions, Bengals, jungle cat parlay six to one bank it. I'm going to stay in the jungle as well, or, or maybe the prairie or the mountains, wherever you might find some birds. We're going to take a couple of different varieties here. You can go three or four teams, depending on what kind of hot streak you're on. First one, definitely Falcons plus two and a half at the Panthers. Oh, I said Panthers. That's a cool word. Panthers. I, please don't make me watch this game, but, I, you know, give me the, the one with the points. Ravens plus two and a half at the Browns. I think the Browns are a mess. I can't wait for them to get a real quarterback. And then Seahawks minus seven and a half at the Texans. Just talked about that one. So definitely the, the three road teams. And then if you want to add the fourth and super get crazy, supersize it, go Cardinals minus three at home, but they do seem like the better team. That's not much. You don't have the kicker. So you have the the Falcons, the Ravens, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. Yep, if you want to go all four. That Ravens-Browns one, I agree with you. Just give me whoever's getting the points because who knows with these two teams. So just give me the points. All right, let's get to our Hail Marys. I'll go first. NFL MVP, heating up, heating up. Brady is the favorite, plus 150. I mean, that's pretty much the favorite uh, right there. Kyler is 8-1. to Jonathan Taylor who we gave you at 40 to one is now 15 to one, which by the way, I wish you could like trade NFL MVP odds. Like they were stocks. <laughs> right. I don't think Taylor's going to win, but I would be like selling now. I would have like bought it 40 to one. I'd be selling now, but so those, those are some uh, of the top ones, but give me Stafford 15 to one right now. If they can beat the Cardinals on Monday night football, get on a roll here. I, he was kind of early season MVP buzz. It's faded, but I think if they can win these last four or five games that they've got a shot to do it, especially starting Monday. Yep. So give me Stafford 15 to one. Yeah, I agree. Stafford could string together a few games and be right back in it. I put some money on him at the beginning of the year for MVP. So I'm hoping he gets it together, but 15 to one sure sounds a lot better. I like some of these one week hail Mary's taking a, a gamble on who's going to go off for the week. I'm going to go with most receiving yards on Sunday. So excluding the, the other games, Thursday and Monday, Stefan Diggs, 22 to one. And you may be asking why Stefan Diggs? Well, his numbers are way down this year. So if we want to look for a what's up with the bills, what's different this year, that mm-hmm. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs connection is not nearly what it was last year. He was incredible last year. As far as I know, he's been healthy, but something's up. I'm putting a little money to say he's due. There's a law of averages. He's going to have one of these crazy 200-yard games. And if he does, boom, $22 for me. I dig this one. First of all, it's a really fun bet. You get the immediate gratification of this Sunday, most receiving yards on this Sunday's games. Really fun. And you get the highest over-under on the whole slate. 53 and a half. So, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I dig this one. 22 to 1. Stefan Dix. Quick break to take a word from our sponsors. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Average Class Learning Studio. Get average at your favorite tasks. Becoming an expert chef like Gordon Ramsay sound too intimidating to you? I agree. 
learn how to be a totally fine, no one will rave, no one will complain style of chef instead. Ever think about trying to become a tennis wizard like Serena Williams? That sounds absolutely impossible. But when you sign up for average class, you will learn not from the best, but instead from the totally solid, which means you can get decent, but not great, even faster. Stop wasting your time trying to be an expert master at things. Start getting average right away instead. Learn how to cook, play an instrument, or serve a tennis ball like an average Joe. Impress your friends by not being terrible at things anymore. Hey, Tommy, I thought you sucked at cooking. I did, Johnny, and then I took an average class, and now I don't mistakenly poison people anymore. Stop being terrible. Start getting average. Average class learning studio. You'll always suck, but learn to suck less. That brings us to Crystal Ball. Take a look. I am looking forward to bowl season. I have watched probably five college football games. Now, not the whole game, but portions of five portions of five of games. college yeah, football games yeah, this year. Probably maybe which five is six. Probably two or three times the amount of last year. So I'm feeling good. I feel like I've got this down. I joined a pool uh, where you pick the winners of all the bowls. I think there's like 70, 75, 76 bowls now. And having seen those five games, I felt prepared (laughs) to win it all. three weeks just to fill out the survey for the bowl. Yes, I'm still getting through the spreadsheet, but I'm excited, you know, put a little, put a little green on it. So you care about these December 16th bowl games. So bowl season is really fun. What, do you know when the first bowl is? December 16th? I think so. It's come, so Don't it's hold me up to quick that, then. but it's we close. Got, we got it's like close. one more week and then it's bowl season. Yeah, yeah. So get in. All right. I'm going similar time frame. NBA trade season. December 15th is a key day for NBA trades. That's one week from today. That's the that's when you know players two months after the season starts, you can trade p- people you signed this year. So trades really open up. I'm looking at Ben Simmons, please. Anybody, Australian point guard with a lot of talent, please, please, somebody take him. Damian Lillard, will he move? Maybe CJ McCollum gets moved. John Wall, Buddy Heel, Christian Wood, whatever it is. I'm just looking forward to some of this, you know, consolidation getting broken up a little bit in the NBA and seeing who is willing to change direction, who's willing to take a gamble and make a trip. Yeah, I didn't know some of these guys are are in the buzz like Christian Wood, Buddy Heald, but I guess it makes sense when you think about the the skills they have and the teams they're on. Does John Wall have anything left? Does anybody know at this point? He's not I don't even know playing what this year. Think it's hard him. to say, right? I mean, yeah, Damian Lillard feels like he's doomed to just squander his amazing talent in Portland, but hopefully not. Hopefully he goes to a winner or they do something to, to get him a, a championship team around him. And Ben Simmons, oh boy, I just don't even know what to think. I, I've heard that Luca is interested in, in playing with him. Okay. That makes me real nervous. Um, of course, we could use some defensive help, but man, I mean, who who could feel good about adding Ben Simmons when the last time we saw him, he was afraid to take a layup? He's a really good player. It just ran its course in Philly, and uh, you should totally trade for him. Maybe three or four first-round picks. <laughs> get it done. A couple pick swaps. No, he, he is a good player, and he just – I, I don't know. Incredible with, defender. I, I, you know, yeah. With Damian Lillard would be a about... really good fit. With Luca would be a good fit, but Simmons has to buy into the role. Is, is like the yeah. real problem. We need to see that he's gotten over his yips, man. We, we, some of us are old enough to remember Chuck Knobloch being good, and that man got the yips 
couldn't throw it to first base from second base, which is the closest position to throw it to first base. And that was it. He never got, he never got it back. And having played second base, I actually could relate to it. Luckily, my yips only lasted a day or two. But I remember specifically, there was one day in practice where I just kept throwing it over the first baseman. And then once I, you start overthinking <laughs> Straight it, over his head. you just can't. Yeah. And it's like a 20 foot throw or whatever. It's not that far. And she's like, oh my God, you know, it really does start to mess with you. So hopefully with, with the, the money and resources these guys have, he can get some, some good uh, coaching or therapy, whatever he needs to, to get over that hump. It's hard to empathize with the amount of attention that these guys face. Right. Um, and female athletes face like just all the people, all the cameras, all the lights. So it's like, imagine having that experience you had and, and like, you know, million people were watching at home. Oh yeah. It definitely can induce a freak out. All right. So we'll hope that, yeah, I, I hope to see Simmons at full force for some reason. And that's our show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. And until we speak again, stay jinxed. Be sure to tune in next week when we have a fiery debate on the top nine types of corn and best ways to roast them.